Well, good morning, everybody. I think we're on the air. Yes, we are. I can see all of you out there, happy, smiling faces. It's so good to be together. I know we're sort of spread out all our COVID restrictions and things like that. That's fine. But it's so good to be here. Give us a wave. Give us a wave. Come on. Oh, great. Oh, that's great. That's good. Okay, that's great. It's so good to be together. You know, we have missed it. God's given us a nice fine day, I noticed too. We didn't have to come in the rain, but that's okay. We like the rain. The refreshing's been so good, hasn't it? The, the grass has turned green again. <laughs> okay. Well, it's so good to be together, and uh, it is so good. Our first service for 2021 of Inspire. So a big welcome to everybody here today. If you're joining us for the very first time, a special welcome to you. It's just so good to be together. And uh, I, I, a couple of Sundays ago, I was reading... Uh, Psalm 42, and I thought, well, this was a, the psalmist was so longing to be in the presence of God, just not just per, personally and corporately, I know, and he, he wrote this beautiful psalm, which lots of us know, I'm sure, quite, quite well, but we just want to read the first two verses, words for us this morning. We can use this as a prayer as we come this morning to worship our great God together. The words will be up on the screen. As the deer pants for the streams of water, so my soul pants for you, my God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When can I go and meet with God? It's a joy for us this morning, isn't it, to come and meet with our wonderful God. So let's stand together. Sing with all our hearts this morning. Yeah. 
Father, how blessed we are this morning to come together. Lord, we're so filled with joy, Lord, that we can be in your house, Lord, uh, in your house to worship you together. How we thank you, Lord. And, Lord, we do thank you for your refreshing spirit, Lord. Lord, we, we're thirsty, Lord, like the psalmist was. Lord, we are thirsty. Lord, we, and we thank you, Father, that you, you can meet our deepest needs, Lord. Only you, Lord, can and do that, Father. How we thank you this morning. Thank you for your promise, Lord, as we come to you, Father, hungry and thirsty. Lord, we do come this morning that you will fill us. Lord, you're rich in love as we've been singing. And we just ask for your blessing on this time together, Father, uh, that you will lead us, speak to us, Lord. Fill us here this morning, we pray in Jesus' name. Everybody said, Amen. Let's be seated. Let's continue to worship our great God this morning. The God we look to at every stage of life, whatever's going on, and we thank you. God, I look to, I won't be overwhelmed. Give me vision, see things like you do. What to do? But I look to you. I want the overwhelmed. Give me vision to see things like you do. God, I look to you. You're where my help comes from. Give me wisdom. You know just what to do.
how true that is this morning. How good. He re-reigns. Psalm 95, just another couple of verses from a psalm this morning. The psalms are so good at sort of, I don't know, just uh, giving us words to thank our wonderful God for all that he is. And so here's Psalm 95. Come, let us sing for joy to the Lord. Let us shout aloud to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before him with thanksgiving and extol him with music and song. For the Lord is a great God, the great King above all gods. Let's say that last verse together. For the Lord, let's hear it. For the Lord is a great God, the great King above all gods. We're going to sing a song called King of Kings now. We'll just stay seated for the verses and we'll stand up for the chorus. Father, let's hear. 
Welcome, Brian. I think Brian's going to come right now and lead us in our time around the Lord's table. Thanks, Brian. So it was a bit of a trip up here, isn't it? You've got to walk around. We're, we're used to a, a bit of shorter. There we go. We've got this, the chair. The, 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 um, <coughs> he'll be here eventually. That's all right. It's good to be. It's been great to be together this morning. Thanks, brother. He come to lead us in our time around the Lord's table. Thank you. I that I'll be on later in the service. But there you go. Well, the Boy Scouts, be prepared. Okay, as we come to the Lord's table this morning, and I hope you've all received one of these little communion packs. That's good. You might need to start opening it now. <laughs> but as we come to the Lord's table this morning, uh, there are th three things I'd like us to do. And the first one, it comes from... First uh, Corinthians chapter 11 where Paul talks about the Lord's table but in verse 28 he says let a man examine himself then and so eat of the bread and drink of the cup and the idea behind that is that we look into our own hearts ask, ask the Spirit of God to search us and see if there is anything that ought not to be there is there something in our hearts that might be cutting across our fellowship with the Lord Jesus. So we'll just take a few seconds just to contemplate, to think, and if the Lord brings something to mind, then we confess, forsake it, and we are forgiven and cleansed. And, and then we are encouraged to look back in grateful remembrance <clears throat> to the wonderful sacrifice uh, on the cross of Calvary for our sins. We look inward to make sure that all is well, all is well with our souls, but we also want to look back and say thank you from the very depths of our hearts for what Jesus Christ has done for us. Paul said, when Jesus had given thanks, he broke the bread and said, this is my body which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, also, he took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. We remember him. And then finally, not only do we need to look inwardly and to look back, but we can look forward, look forward in great anticipation to the time when Messiah will come again and set up his heavenly kingdom and uh, we'll be involved in the marriage supper of the Lamb in Revelation chapter 19 verse 9 we read in the angel said to me worship oh sorry write this blessed are those 
who are invited to the marriage supper of the Lamb. And then in chapter 5, worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and might and honour and glory and blessing. And uh, we'll be able to worship him forever. But we don't have to wait till then to worship him as we partake of the bread and of the grape juice. Uh, we can say thank you, thank you, thank you from the very depths of our hearts for all that Jesus has done for us and all he means to us. We are cleansed, we are forgiven, and we are in a right relationship with him because of his great grace. So let's partake of the, um, the bread and the cup now. Jesus, we come in heartfelt thanks for all that you have done for us at Calvary. We know a little of what it cost you. We read the Gospels. We read what Paul said. We know your heart of love, a heart of grace, a heart of mercy toward us. And uh, we, we just stand in awe of the Lord Jesus and that and he was so willing to lay down his life for us because of his great love. Where would we be today if it had not been for Jesus? We, 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 we hate to think. But we do thank you, Lord, for going to the cross of Calvary for us. Thank you for paying the price for our sin. Thank you for taking our punishment because our sins were laid on you so that we might receive your righteousness. And so it's only in your righteousness and by your grace that we can stand today in your presence. But we do that with very grateful hearts and we say thank you from the very depths of our being. In Jesus' name, amen. When I survey the wondrous cross, let's sing it together.
Stephen, that's a bit low for me. That might, thank you, Phil. That's perfect, perfect. Well, good morning. Isn't it wonderful to be back to our first Inspire in 2021? It's just lovely to be back together again, to be worshipping our God, yes. And uh, we are so looking forward to the wonderful things that God is going to do in 2021 uh, in our lives, in the lives of our community here and throughout the world. He is such a wonderful, good God, isn't he? I just want to add my welcome to you all, and especially if you happen to be first time to our Inspire. I don't know if there's anyone out there uh, who is... Oh, yes, Trevor, put your hand down. Um, I won't try to say how many first times you've been here, Trevor, uh, but if you legitimately are here for the first time, we want to, uh, to particularly welcome you. It's just lovely to have you here. And remember that today, after the service, we have the beautiful Jenny Scones that we have regularly, every Inspire, and also I do believe, and I hope I'm, I have got this right, I do believe we've got coffee as well. That is correct, Trevor, yes. So we can actually share a coffee together and have uh, one of Jenny's beautiful scones and cream and have a time of real fellowship and catching up. So don't forget to hang around today for that. You know, we don't regularly celebrate, or sorry, we don't re regularly acknowledge people's birthdays um, here at Inspire, but every now and then, um, some of the people within our midst have a very significant birthday. And during this past week or so, two of our very special Inspire ladies who happen to be with us today have celebrated very significant birthdays. And so we thought we can't let it go by without acknowledging and wishing them a really happy birthday on behalf of everyone here. Now, the first one is Wynne Lean. And if Wynne could just raise her hand so we can see where she is. I know she's... Ah, there she is, just up the back or halfway up the back there. When I believe, and it's hard to believe, but she turned 90 recently. So let's congratulate Wynn on 90 years. And as well as that, we have Beryl Pothecary. Where's Beryl? Raise your hand, Beryl. There she is, over to my left. And would you believe, and I know looking at Beryl, it's hard to believe also, she turned 98 recently. So a big happy birthday to Beryl too. And so when we pray today, we're going to pray a special blessing on these two ladies. And please don't forget to take the opportunity to wish them a personal happy birthday once we're having our morning tea. But we're just going to pray God's blessing on them. They are such an, both of them are such incredible examples of faithful Christian service and Christian witness to us. And they continue to just love the Lord and to serve him wherever they can. So we're going to pray a blessing on them. I have been asked to just remind you, if this is the service here at Bridgie, where you normally give an offering to the Lord's work, we don't pass the offering bags around in this COVID season, but there are offering boxes for you to place your offering in as you exit to my left over there, just near the, the doors as you will be exiting today. That's just a reminder about that. 
We do want to have a time of prayer and we have some particular people who would normally be with us here at Inspire who are on our hearts today and we want to pray for them. Firstly, Carly, the lovely Carly Oldham, um, that lovely young woman who is always here with us. She has, um, she's not well at all. She's in hospital in Melbourne uh, on a trip to Melbourne. She had a, a bad turn and she's in hospital there. Um, and we just want to pray for healing for Carly. Um, there is some good news that, that um, the doctors, you know, didn't have to actually operate, but we just want to just uphold her in prayer. We also, Alan Blinks, um, uh, he has had some serious health issues of late, is in hospital, but is on the men, but we just want to uphold him in prayer as well. Faye Humphreys, who usually would be with us, has been in and out of hospital, and we just want to... Uh, pray for God's protection and comfort for her. And finally, Brian Welsh has had recent knee surgery, knee replacement surgery, and is having complications. And uh, so we want to also pray for God's inter supernatural intervention there. So will you just join with me as we lift these people up to our God in prayer and also bring other concerns to him too. Let's pray. Oh, Father God... We do come before you, Lord, and uh, we just want to acknowledge that you are such a good, kind God. We love you dearly, Lord. We are so thankful for your faithfulness, for your love for us, that you constantly walk beside us, and particularly during this past year, which has been a difficult year, we thank you for your faithfulness there, Lord. And we do look forward with anticipation to 2021 and to all that you are going to do, Heavenly Father. We are excited to be your people, to be in your service, to be used by you. And we pray, Heavenly Father, that you will use us powerfully um, to just share the good news, to be your ambassadors in the different places that you place us in our life situations. Lord, we do pray for our world at large. We know that we are very blessed here in Australia. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the leadership that has made wise decisions and helped us get through a very difficult past year. But Lord, we know that there are places within our wider world where it is not the case. And we just pray for your supernatural intervention. We pray, Heavenly Father, that you will bless, that you will bring comfort. We pray that you will give wisdom to leaders throughout the world to make wise choices so that we can look forward to the day when this virus is, is behind us, is under control, Lord, when we can get back to something of the more normal life that we are used to. And Lord, I want to lift up today both Beryl and Wynne. Lord, I thank you for their examples of faithful Christian service to us, Heavenly Father. I am reminded of your word from Isaiah that says, I will be your God throughout your lifetime until your hair is white with age. 
I made you and I will care for you. And that is a promise that Wynne and Beryl have experienced personally, Heavenly Father. And I want to pray for a special blessing on them today as they continue to serve you, to love you, and to be your salt and light in the places that you place them even now. Bless them, Heavenly Father, I pray, with a special infilling of your Holy Spirit today. And I ask that in Jesus' precious name. And Lord, I want to lift up Carly to you. Lord, our hearts are aching for this young woman. She loves you dearly. She is such a wonderful example to us of what it means to walk in faith and trusting you, Heavenly Father. And I pray that even right now, as she is in hospital in Melbourne, that she will feel your presence and your comfort in a very special way, that she will know afresh that you are with her. Wrap your everlasting arms around her. Hold her close, Heavenly Father. And we are crying out for healing for this young woman in the powerful name of Jesus. We ask that you will touch her and that you will bring healing and restoration for her to full health once again and that she'll be able to come home soon and be with her family too, Heavenly Father. And I also lift up Alan and Faye, Heavenly Father, and Brian, these three who would normally be here amongst us. Lord, I pray that you will meet each of their needs too. You know exactly what their needs are, Heavenly Father. Will you meet their needs and will you bless them and will you restore each of them to health and strength according to your will? And Lord, I also finally want to pray for Trevor as he comes now to bring us your word. Bless the word that he speaks. May we have hearts, Lord, that are soft, that are teachable, that are ready to hear exactly what you want to say to us through your word. So we just thank you for the privilege of being your people here in this place. We we give you all the honour, all the glory, all the praise. We lift the name of Jesus high today. Amen. Well, it's wonderful to see you. Oh, I don't know. Is there a hallelujah in the house? Is there a praise the Lord in the house? You know, the Lord Jesus said to his distractors on one occasion, it's recorded in scripture. If you don't praise the Lord, he said, if you don't give praise, the very stones will cry out. So we've got a good reminder there today. So we, hey, let's stand, praise the Father, praise the Son, praise the Spirit, three in one. This is a good morning. Let's rise. Just the chorus. Just praise the Father. Praise the
there was a great old Anglican Bible teacher from a few years ago now called Dr. Hanley Mole. And he had a morning act of faith when he had his devotional time with the Lord. And he concluded that morning act of faith with this prayer. I worship, I praise, I adore you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, Blessed Trinity. Amen. Please be seated. Thank you. Well, it's a great joy to commence this little segment with a scripture reading. Oh, I love the reading of the scriptures. Something about the reading of the scriptures, isn't it? My word is truth. So I want to introduce one of our new staff members, though he's been here ministering for a long time. Uh, that's our, one of our new pastoral interns, just fresh from graduation with his education degree. He's moving in to taking over children's ministries here, and he'll be studying ministry as well and you've seen him before you've met him before he's a dear friend and a dear part of this ministry here at the church Tyrone and I thought it would be great if he came and read the scriptures right up come Tyrone Oh, don't mind my little stumble there. I think I was just a bit too excited. Let me, uh, let me read to you the uh, Bible reading for today. And it's from Romans chapter 9, verse 30 to 33. What shall we say to this? The Gentiles, who are not in pursuit of righteousness, have grasped this wonderful truth, the truth that righteousness is dependent on faith in God through Christ. On the other hand, Israel, the Jews, who rigorously pursued keeping of the law, which they believed could bring righteousness with God, failed to attain it. Why? Because it was not righteousness based on faith, but on their own good deeds, a righteousness gained through human works. They stumbled over the stumbling stone. As it was written in Isaiah the prophet, See, I lay in Zion a stone that causes people to stumble and a rock that makes them fall. But the one who trusts in Jesus will never be put to shame. This is the word of the Lord. Isn't that a wonderful passage of Scripture? Oh, it stirred my heart. When the Apostle Paul wrote these words, in this letter to the early Christians in Rome, about some 30 years after Jesus' earthly ministry, he wanted to ensure that the Christians in Rome understood that the only righteousness 
that makes us righteous, acceptable in the sight of God, is the righteousness of his own dear son, the Lord Jesus Christ, received in our hearts through repentance of sin and faith in our crucified, risen Saviour, the Lord Jesus Christ. A sinner, the righteousness of Jesus, clothing me in the righteousness of Christ and making me acceptable in the presence of God, become his child. All through our blessed Lord Jesus and through him alone. Well, when Paul wrote, interestingly, he took an old prophecy, Israel loved their old prophets, God-given, and Isaiah was one of them. He was prophesying about 750 years before the Lord Jesus came for his earthly ministry. Now, of course, miraculously, those prophecies, the prophecy of Isaiah, for example, were recorded in the Hebrew Scriptures. So the Jews had them to read this very prophecy. And subsequently, we have it in our Old Testament to this very day, such that we can turn to it in our Bibles. And it's there in our Bibles as, as clearly as back when the Jews were reading it. As it is written in Isaiah, the prophet, See, I lay in Zion a stone that causes people to stumble, a rock that makes them fall. But the one who trusts in Jesus will never be put to shame. We'll have life. Ah, so who's the stumbling block in all this? Jesus. Oh, he's wonderful. He's beautiful. If you love him and you trust him, but if you don't, he's a stumbling block. Oh, he's a pest in the way. He sort of gets in the way of all our preconceived ideas about having a relationship with God and how it will be acceptable to God. And we come up with the weirdest ideas of how we as sinners are going to be accepted by a holy God. Isn't it amazing all the various ideas that come up? Well... Jesus came to the Jews. The Jews didn't want him. 
He was a real stumbling block when he came. They were looking for a Messiah. Sure, somebody who come in triumphantly and be the great Jewish conqueror. But Jesus came, for he was in fact the Messiah, the word Christ. He's only the Greek for Messiah, the old, uh, the Hebrew Messiah, which means anointed of God. And Jesus came and they didn't want him. You know, when you think of the, the unfolding, when Jesus was born at Bethlehem amongst the Jews, King Herod was quick off the mark, was he not? In the rejection stakes. Didn't take him long to get onto it. He would have killed him as a perceived rival king. Even in his infancy. If he could have, he would have. And Herod, friends, became the fire leader of all who, in the unfolding of, of the Gospels, kicked over Jesus, stumbled over him, rejected him. In fact, the Apostle John, he puts it like this. Jesus came into the world that was made through him. But the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his very own. But his own did not receive him. They didn't want him. They rejected him. Anything but Jesus. But we can't stop reading in John's Gospel in chapter 1 at verse 11 because there's more because that passage goes on to say in verse 12 yet to all who received him who believed in his name Jesus he gave the right to become the children of God verse 13 Children not born of natural descent, nor of human decision, nor of a husband's will, but born of God. No wonder the Lord Jesus made it so clear when he said, Marvel not that I say unto you, Nicodemus, you must be born again. <clears throat> And you, in my adolescence, my voice is breaking. Isn't that wonderful? To all who receive him, we're born anew of the Spirit of God. So we're told there are essentially two responses to the person and the work of the Lord Jesus Christ. One, those who stumble at the truth of Jesus, trip over, reject him. Two, those who find in 
Jesus, the promised Messiah, Christ, the Savior who gave up his life in our place in order to reconcile me to God, you to God. And John tells us such are born of God. Jesus said, that which is born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of the spirit is spirit. So, Paul is adamant that he wanted to make sure that the fog was cleared and these Christians in Rome understood we come to God through Christ. We must receive Christ. His righteousness is the only righteousness that makes me acceptable to a holy God. For he is God incarnate. That's why we call people to receive Jesus Christ as their personal saviour. To come to a point in their life when they say, oh, I see, the Holy Spirit has opened my eyes to see. It's you, Lord Jesus. We often call people to the front. Say, if you want to receive Jesus tonight, today, come to him. Jesus, Jesus. And in coming to Jesus, we have come to God. Philip said, show us the Father and then we'll, we'll know where to find God and so forth. And Jesus said, have you been so long with me and you haven't got it yet? He who has seen me, who comes to me, has come to the Father. Do you get it? Isn't that beautiful? So if for years you've been struggling saying, oh, I wonder if, but maybe, perhaps, or in the end, well, of course, We'll find out. You can find out today in Jesus. Have you ever come to him? Have you ever noticed that in Australian society in general, one might get away with referring to God? Things are changing, aren't they? Oh boy, are they changing. But you might get away with Referring to God. Uh, it's such a blurred concept these days that, well, it could mean anything. Even the popular term or a term that's become popularized, oh my God, sounds beautiful, but it slips off the tongue of many Australians without, strangely enough, any social accusation whatsoever. Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Television, everywhere, oh my God. Everyone said, so what? Not much offence in that. But have you tried identifying God in terms of Jesus? God incarnate. Even in public prayer, God may be somewhat acceptable if you're in a position where you're doing a public prayer or whatever. 
but to add in Jesus' name, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Oh, that's religious bigotry. You find the name of Jesus will be avoided like the plague. Take a little bit further and declare that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the light. No one comes to the Father but through me, the words of Jesus. Oh, now it all starts. You saying that you have to come to Christ, through Christ, and his atoning work on the cross to be made right with God? Yes, that's what Jesus said. Oh, come on now. You can't become that isolated, that specific. There are many ways many ways well be prepared for opposition if you take that tack and we're going to see more and more of that of course the crowds are ignorant of the beauty of Jesus they don't understand no wonder Jesus wept over Jerusalem and said, oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, how I would have gathered you as the hen gathers her chicks, but you wouldn't come. Oh, the love of Jesus. Well, do you know, one day Jesus was in the temple and he was responding to some of the priests, the Jewish priests, and some of the Jewish elders. And he said this to them, I'm quoting. Have you ever read the scriptures? It's the Hebrew scriptures. We've got the Old Testament here. Have you ever read the scriptures, Jesus said? The stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. This is the Lord's doing, and it's marvellous in our eye. And the priests and the elders went, Oh, I know where he's going. I know where he's going. During his earthly ministry, he makes it perfectly clear that he, the saviour of the world had become a stumbling block and a rock of offence, not only to the Jews, but to all, but those who come to him in faith. Interestingly enough, the apostle Peter, as he got older, you know, the one who denied Jesus, and, and as he got older and he grew in faith and trust in Jesus, he wrote this. He, he sort of gathered together some of these Old Testament prophecies from Isaiah 
8 and Isaiah 28, 16 and from Psalm 18, 22, all on the same theme. And he writes in his letter, for the scriptures say, see I lay in Zion a chosen and precious cornerstone. But the one who trusts in him will never be put to shame. Now to those of you who believe, this stone is precious. Isn't Jesus precious? If you come to Jesus along the journey and you know him now as your savior, isn't he precious? The builders, the stone which the builders rejected has become the Capstone, sadly, causes people to stumble. A rock that makes them fall. In my childhood, if I can remember back that far, there were two rocks that fascinated me and it wowed my childhood imagination. They loomed large in my young brain all through my childhood back in the 40s. That's the 1940s, not 1840s. <laughs> it was our Christmas holiday destination back in the old camping days at Corumban where I learned early in life that I prefer five-star accommodation <laughs> to million-star accommodation, looking out on a hot summer's night through the folded back flap of the tent, looking at the skies at a million stars. Forget the million-stars accommodation for mine. Five stars, fine, or a little higher if it's available. It was a crumbling. Can you think of a couple of rocks that might have uh, impressed me? I think we've got a couple of pictures of all our amazing technology. We'll take the other one first, if you would, please. You wouldn't believe that there's a whole studio out the back behind the stage. So they only see on screen. And all the magic works out the back there, you see. You see this one? It's an old picture of, what is it, Elephant Rock? You familiar with it? Crumman? Yeah. Actually, there was no, um, yeah, there was no cage at the top to protect you in those days. But I remember as a kid, we were swept off that beach, my mother and my father and myself as just a kid on a beautiful morning and a big freak wave came up and swept us out. Just like that. Remember it vividly. You don't forget those things. But we'd climb on Elephant Rock and yeah, that was good. It was fairly accessible, quite accessible. And as, even as a kid, you climb up to the top and oh, and I got to the top of that mountain. Beautiful day but you'd see the waves dashing in upon the rocks. And I just felt so secure up there. Pretty proud that I'd gotten up the mountain, you know, or the hill. 
but there's no great drama going on around. It's just a normal day. And I'd look down and see the waves crashing in on the rock. I felt so secure on the rock. Loved it. There was another rock at Crummin in those days. And here's the other one that's coming up. That's um, Crummin Rock. Now, in those days, there was a lot of tin mining. You've got till lunchtime, haven't you? That's fine. <laughs> uh, in those days, there was a lot of rutile, rutile uh, sand uh, mining that went on. And some of you might remember the old tin mine just at the mouth of the uh, Talabadra Creek, as it uh, Kurumban Creek rather, as it flowed into the ocean. And of course, from the mine, piles of black rutile sand would pile up, and in the hot sun, you'd walk over that first. That's if you survive the oven. Walking over it, you had to wear something on your feet. And then you get down, and then there was an expanse of water that you could, at low tide, wade through and get to the rock. And, of course, our family and friends who all camped together, you had to go to the rock. But getting there was so traumatic as a little kid. Year after year we did this. Oh, not this again. And yet, the only thing was to get there as you, you watch the tide and then you'd make your way across to the rock. And for me, it was up here, the water. And the sand was sinking sand. You know, and you're going, oh, I'm dying. No, I'm not. That sort of thing. And all the way through, terrified. Until finally we got to the rock. And oh, it was wonderful. We were free and climbed all around the rocks and got as near to the waves as we shouldn't and just felt so secure. We had a marvellous time until somebody would then call out, you know, an hour on, the tide's changing, come on, we must go. But they didn't go, they did other things for a long time. And I'm thinking, we better go, we better go, we better go. In the end, it was time to go back. Oh, the water was deeper this time going back. The sand was more sinky than ever. And it was a terrifying for me as a little guy. But on the rock, it was wonderful. Oh, my dear friends, that's why God has placed all through scriptures metaphors about the rock. And it all points to the Lord Jesus. And when you encounter Jesus and he's no longer a stumbling block to you, but you receive him, he becomes your rock and your fortress. But we used to sing a song, 
that went deep down into my heart in those young years. On Christ, the solid rock, I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. Now we sing that same truth to different tunes and to dip with different instruments these days, but the truth still, you're preaching all the time. The truth's still there, isn't it? Still being sung. And in the services here, you see all the young people at night, Sunday by Sunday, people coming to Jesus. How wonderful. It's time for me to stop. But if you have come to the Lord Jesus, and we must, we must have settled this whole salvation issue. It's available free today in Jesus. Listen to these verses because our brother Tyrone's going to come and read the scriptures again as we close, reinforcing what the rock can mean to you in Christ. At least I don't have to stumble over it again. He lifted me out of the slimy pit, out of the mud and the mire, and set my feet upon a rock. And gave me a firm place to stand. He has put a new song in my heart, a hymn of praise to our God. That's from Psalm 40. Another one from Psalm 62. Find rest my soul in God alone. My hope comes from him. He alone is my rock and my salvation. He is my fortress and I will not be shaken. My salvation and my honor depend upon God. He is my mighty rock, my refuge. From Psalm 61, hear my cry, O God, listen to my prayer. From the ends of the earth, I call unto you as my heart grows faint. Lead me to the rock that is higher than I. Isaiah 26, trust in the Lord forever. For the Lord is the rock eternal. And Psalm 19, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. And as we sing this final song, let's just weigh up in our hearts. Have you come? Wouldn't it be wonderful to start this new together, new year together, with folk coming to receive Christ? This is what I want you to do. If the Lord is opening your eyes to Jesus this morning and you want to receive him, you want to know that on that 3rd of February 2021, I received Jesus Christ as my Lord and Saviour. 
You want to receive him this morning and get it all cleared up and start the journey on the rock, in the rock. I'm going to ask that we do something very practical. At the close of the service, just come and sit in the front seats and that will indicate to us that you'd like prayer. And someone will come and pray with you and lead you in a prayer of faith to receive Jesus as your Saviour. Is that clear? Let's make it as clear as that this morning, hey? Come to Jesus and go on your way, rejoicing and growing in Christ along with the rest of us through 2021. Phil, come and lead. Why don't we stand together? Let's stand together. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I cannot trust His sweetest friend, but only trust in Jesus' name. My hope is built.
May Brother Brian lead us in our closing prayer this morning. Father, we, uh, we want to say thank you from the very depths of our hearts. Again, Lord, we just seem to be saying thank you so much because we have so much to give thanks for. And we thank you that you sent your son, the Lord Jesus, into our world. He could have remained in heaven as a part of the Godhead. But because of your grace and love and mercy, you sent him and he came willingly. And we thank you that we have Jesus Lord Jesus Christ is our Savior. The Lord Jesus Christ is central to our message here. He is the one who saves. He is the one who walks with us through life. And he is the one we worship in heaven. We thank you, Father, for a clear presentation of the gospel today. But we thank you, Lord, that we have such a one as our Savior, the Messiah, Christ the Lord to offer to people. And I pray, dear God, there's still anyone here who hasn't crossed over from death to life, from darkness to light, the light of Christ, then today, I pray, will be the day when that takes place. We give you thanks, Lord, for our fellowship, our worship, our time together. In Jesus' name, amen. Just a reminder, there is coffee, but it's only barista coffee. We're still not allowed to serve ourselves, but you're most welcome to participate and share together. Thank you. <laughs>